Welcome to the NALFA Affordable Housing Podcast. I'm Kevin McKenney, Director of Government Affairs for NALFA. On today's episode, we'd like to talk to you about all of the ongoing discussion and activity around infrastructure that Congress has been taking up. There's been a lot of information about this in the news. There's been a lot of reporting on what Congress has been doing on infrastructure. NALFA has been putting out information on on these infrastructure issues. And of course, NALFA has been advocating strongly for several months for a variety of very important housing programs that we'd like to talk to you about today. So I'm gonna go into some detail about what's been going on in Congress, and then we'll talk a little bit about the important things that NALFA wants to see as part of this infrastructure process. So the Democrats in Congress are pursuing a two-track approach when it comes to infrastructure. On one side, you have a bipartisan physical infrastructure package. This is something that they have worked on with several Republicans in the Senate and were able to find a deal for $1.2 trillion, again, for physical infrastructure. The second track is the budget resolution. This is a much bigger $3.5 trillion package that's going to have a lot of different items in there, ranging from housing programs, education, immigration, healthcare, childcare, and other social programs. So let's break these down a little bit and talk about what Congress has been up to. First, going back quickly to the bipartisan physical infrastructure package, that just last week, that passed the Senate, it's a $1.2 trillion package called the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. That was passed on a vote of 69 to 30, and it would uh, provide for a variety of new infrastructure projects over the next five years. This would include funding for things like roads, bridges, ports, rail, waterways, airports, public transportation, investments into broadband, and several other things related to physical infrastructure. This again was a package that was worked on with several Republicans in the Senate. These are some of the more moderate Republicans like uh, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and several of those types of Republicans who came on board with the idea of coming together with the Democrats to pass a $1.2 trillion physical infrastructure piece of legislation. Now, on that bipartisan infrastructure bill, that, as I mentioned, has passed the Senate currently. The next step for this process will be action taken by the House of Representatives. Now, it's kind of unclear at this point when the House of Representatives is going to take up this legislation. Speaker Pelosi has indicated that she plans to bring the House of Representatives back into session next week in order to pass the fiscal 2022 budget resolution, which I'll talk about in a moment. There is pressure on Speaker Pelosi to take up this bipartisan infrastructure legislation on the part of moderate Democrats. They want the speaker to quickly pass this bipartisan physical infrastructure bill. And a big part of that is for political reasons. There's political calculations involved in that with a midterm election coming up next year. Now, Other than the speaker bringing the House back into session next week, beyond that, the House will be in recess until September 20th. So they're not even in session for a big part of the month of September. So there's going to be quite a gap until the House is able to come back and actually take action on this legislation. So there's increasing pressure on the speaker 
to take action on this bipartisan package. So this is something that NALFA will be monitoring. Uh, it's very, very focused on physical infrastructure and transportation related funding, uh, but it is something that we closely pay attention to and will continue to do so, particularly if there is momentum on taking up this legislation uh, in August before the House were to return uh, to Washington in September. The next side of that infrastructure issue that I mentioned is the fiscal 2022 budget resolution. The important thing to note about this is while the piece of legislation I just talked about a minute ago is a bipartisan bill, meaning they had several Republicans come on board with them to pass that legislation, the budget resolution is going to be something that is much more partisan. It's going to be a very heavily Democratic piece of, of legislation. And let me explain a little bit about what budget the budget resolution and what budget reconciliation is. Of course, in the Senate, people have heard of, of what's called the filibuster. It allows a minority party to block legislation in the Senate, and it requires a 60-vote threshold in order to get a bill through. There are certain situations under which you do not need a 60 vote threshold in order to advance legislation. One of them is the budget reconciliation process. This would allow the Democrats, if they were to pass legislation through budget reconciliation, it would allow them to pass that legislation by just a party line vote. And with the makeup of the Senate, all they would need to do is to get all the Democratic senators in line, even if they don't have any Republican support and there's a tie in the final vote, the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris, can come down and break a tie vote. So it gives the Democrats a window to pass a lot of different things that are uh, very strongly supported priorities on things like climate change, affordable housing, which we'll talk about in a moment, education, childcare, et cetera. A lot of the uh, social infrastructure or human infrastructure that a lot of the Democrats have been supporting for quite some time and are saying, if we're gonna have investments in physical infrastructure, we wanna see investments made into physical infrastructure, or excuse me, um, human infrastructure as well. So last week, in addition to passing that bipartisan infrastructure package, the Senate also passed a $3.5 trillion budget resolution. The budget resolution is the first step in the budget reconciliation process. The next step now is for the Senate committees to take that $3.5 trillion budget resolution and craft legislation in order to implement the instructions contained in the budget resolution. Once those committees put together legislation and put those together onto the floor, um, they will be able to pass that legislation, assuming the House has done its part, they can pass that through with a simple majority vote. So where do things stand right now with the budget resolution and what's going on with affordable housing? So the Senate, as I mentioned, has passed this $3.5 trillion budget resolution. Currently, the relevant committees in the Senate, in the case of uh, affordable housing programs, those committees would be in the Senate, the Senate Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs Committee, along with the Senate Finance Committee, uh, to some degree as well, uh, will now be taking the uh, very important task of crafting a legislative text to implement this. At this time, NALFA does not have the legislative text from those committees as they're continuing to work on that and put those uh, texts together. So we're going to have to 
get a hold of that text when the committees are done in order to gauge what's in it. And of course, very importantly, what's in it for affordable housing uh, and other NALFA priorities. The important part to know is that NALFA has been engaged in advocacy on this for quite some time and is going to be continuing with a very strong advocacy strategy, especially over the next several weeks. These are going to be crucial weeks in order to influence the key congressional committees and individual members for that matter on the importance of including several very important affordable housing priorities. For example, NALFA is a strong supporter of the Affordable Housing Credit Improvement Act, which would make changes, uh, important changes to the low income housing tax credit, uh, funding for critical affordable housing programs like the Home Investment Partnership Program, project-based rental assistance, the National Housing Trust Fund, Public Housing Capital Fund, uh, funding for rural housing, et cetera. There are important, very important uh, affordable housing programs that uh, NALFA is advocating very strongly for to be included in the implementing legislative text for the budget reconciliation process. We're going to continue to communicate with the influential congressional committees that are writing the affordable housing provisions into the budget reconciliation process. And over the next several weeks, we'll be communicating with Capitol Hill on the importance of including those in any final package that's sent to the president for signature. And at this point, too, I'd like to, of course, articulate the important work that uh, NALFA members do in order to support us who are engaging in the direct advocacy that we do on a daily basis. Uh, NALFA members are, are really great, highly engaged members of our organization who really support all of the the work that we do at the federal level. And it really goes to emphasize that phrase, politics is local. You know, all the uh, work that NALFA members do, I think really highlight a lot of the really important work that NALFA members do uh, in their local communities. And so um, I wanna take a moment to recognize them for all of the grassroots support that our members provide for us at the staff level as support for all the direct advocacy that we do. So there's a lot of things that are remaining in flux at this point with regards to next steps on the infrastructure package. Um, as I mentioned, those committees are now going to have to take action to write the implementing text and to, um, and to, and to put those together so that NALFA can get a copy and make sure that uh, there's strong support in the Congress for the programs that NALFA has been advocating for and is gonna to continue to advocate for over the next several weeks. So we're going to be keeping our members uh, informed about the developments of this. And um, we, are, we are optimistic that the, uh, that the Congress is going to include several NALFA-backed priorities. So we're very uh, optimistic about that. In addition, as another quick bit of information, September is shaking out to be a very busy month for Congress. In addition to finalizing all of this infrastructure and budget reconciliation um, packages, they have a variety of important things that they need to finish before the end of September. They are going to need to raise the debt ceiling. They are going to need to pass a continuing resolution to keep the government funded. They are going to um, deal with the issue of supplemental unemployment benefits expiring, um, which are most likely going to uh, expire. The House will not be back in session until September 20th. Um, and so there's going to be a, a lapse there unless the speaker were to bring the house back to extend them, which um, I think is probably unlikely at this point, unless something 
uh, really drastic changes. So September is going to be a very busy month for NALFA, along with the next several weeks as we advocate very strongly uh, for those critical housing programs uh, that NALFA has been a strong supporter of uh, for the year and when the infrastructure discussions were just starting to shake out. So we'll continue to keep all of our members updated and engaged on this, this very big opportunity for important housing priorities. And we will continue to advocate on behalf of our members and for uh, the importance of, of these critical programs to be uh, addressed by Congress. Uh, so that's going to conclude this episode. I want to thank everybody for joining the NALFA Affordable Housing Podcast and be on the lookout for our next episode. Thanks so much.